Hey, this is Matt McCool here, one of the lead pastors at Takeover Church, and we are so excited that you are listening to this message today. We hope it encourages you. We hope it blesses you. We hope it challenges you to continue on in this journey of faith of following Jesus. And we want to let you know we also have services every single Sunday at 5 p.m., complete with Takeover Kids and a free cafe. It's a good time. We want to invite you and your friends and your family all on out on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Thanks again for listening to this message. Hope you have a great day. Wow. What a good scripture, huh? Can you guys, all right, I feel like that was awesome. I love that video. It's fantastic. But I don't think we can go any further tonight without putting our hands together, just making some noise. That worship set, that worship moment was fire. Oh, my God. That was incredible. I don't, sometimes I just... I think you have to step back and you just have to look at what what talents and gifts God has acquired in this house and what he's brought to this home because it is an embarrassment of riches, as they say. Would you agree? Come on, the gifts and talents. Jesus, we just thank you so much. Come on. But yeah, tonight, as the video said, this is Vision Sunday. Come on. And I'm really excited. We got quite a few... um, announcements and things that we're going to be doing and other things like that, but um, before we go any further, I just kind of want to share just for a second that I love that scripture um, that says he is fitting all of us in, all of us in, and and Paul would go on to say, we'll get into this a little bit later, I don't want to steal the thunder as Jane put it, that's a great phrase by the way, like earlier, but man, he is fitting us all in. If you've ever felt disqualified, if you've ever felt unqualified, if you've ever felt forgotten, if you've ever felt left behind, if you ever felt like you were too good for church and too good for Jesus, wherever you fall, man, he wants to fit all of us in. He wants to use all of us. Come on. He wants to see Jesus take over Grand Rapids. Come on. And how many of you guys know that if you are following Jesus, in this city, he has given you permission to take over this city for the cause of Christ. Amen? And if he's called you to take it over, he is going to give you vision to see it come to pass. Amen? Is anybody in here tonight want more vision? Oh, man, come on. But tonight, before we go any further, I just want to put this up on the screen, check where I'm at. Tonight I'm going to have to look at my notes a little bit because we got some segments and stuff, and I just want to you know, make sure I know where I'm going. But right here, sweet, that's what I thought I was at. So right here, in just a moment, Nikki's going to throw something up on the big screen, and we couldn't be more excited about it. Tonight we were supposed to be, well, not tonight, Tim, this morning, we were supposed to be in our brand new church location, but, you know, there's just, there's just, the devil's at work at Bethany Christian Services. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there was a paperwork hang-up on their end of things. It doesn't even really involve us. It, it, it just happens to be that that's their hang-up and their thing. And they've been incredibly apologetic and incredibly, um, I don't know what we want to put it. They've just been really loving this entire time and really excited for us to be in here. So what I want to do is just have Nikki, if you want to just push through those photos real quick, throw them up. Here it is. Center for Community Transformation. This is where we are going physically. Come on. 1530 Madison Street. No, not that one. That's too, go back, go back, go back. That's not yet. Spoiler alert. 
Um, it's like Endgame. People get you know punched for that. So we are moving to the Transformation Center, the Center for Neighborhood Transformation. It's just a little while up the street that way, same part of the city. We're over there. It's incredible. They are so excited to have us be a part of this place. At the Center for Neighborhood Transformation, they offer a variety of things to the community. They get kids going to jobs. They get uh, mentorship ha stuff happening in there. They've got all of these incredible things that they offer our neighborhood. The venue that we'll be using is used for lots of weddings and other stuff going on there. And they are so excited that of all of these things that they offer, now they get to offer a church. And I don't know about you, but Center for Neighborhood Transformation sounds like Center for Neighborhood Takeover, if you ask me. So I'm excited for what God's going to do. Um, I do want to say thank you so much for being patient. I know we were supposed to be in there, and it was just the worst hang-up. And believe me when I say no one is more upset about it than I am. Um, but I appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming along on this journey with us. Number two, uh, another fun announcement that we had. Now you can hit that slide, Nikki. Boom, there it is, Takeover Care. Somebody say Takeover Care. Because Takeover Cares, okay? Let me tell you, we care. But no, Takeover Care is awesome. We have unofficially been, it's been in the beta. It's something we've been testing out. It's been something that we've been doing behind the scenes. Takeover Care is an incredible ministry in our church that is going to be he uh, headed up. I hate saying that. It's, it's just, I get so tongue-tied. It is being headed up by the one and the only Bob and Jean Nagus. Bob and Jean, would you just wave your hands? Come on. This was a, a brainchild that came from them. It's kind of a uh, benevolent ministry, if you will, here in church. Am I using that word right, benevolent? Okay, that's what I thought. And uh, it is because for us and for them when they, uh, when it was laid in their heart that this is something that Takeover needs to do, obviously we are a young church, as in nine age and demographic. I mean young as in years. We're a young church. We're a small church right now, but as we grow and as we go, we're going to be able to do a lot more. But for us, we just have a heart that says, you know what? We can't do everything, but we can do some things. And if we can do some things, then we have a responsibility to do so. So take over care for us. There's an there's a awesome tab that will be launched tomorrow um, on our website, Takeover GR. It's going to be here. We use word of mouth as well. And if we hear and we know and if somebody contacts us within our church community that needs, you know, your title blew out, you need some help. If you are in the hospital and it would be awesome to have a hospital visit, if you're just kind of going through it and you need a night unto yourself, you're a married couple, you need a night unto yourselves, whatever your season or situation is, you know what, boom, here's a coffee day. Boom, here's a night out for you guys. We want to be able to do that and come alongside people right where they are and just let them know, hey, not only does Jesus love you, but church actually loves you. And we want to see you guys have fun. We want to see you grow and thrive. And we want to be there for the difficult moments. So we want you to know that you're loved and that you're taken care of. And so obviously, you know, we can't do thousands of dollars of things. But what we can do, we have a responsibility to do. And we're really excited about that. Can you just make some noise for Bob and Gene? Yeah. Whew. Oh, I'm super excited. But tonight, before we go any further, no worries, there is a message and there is stuff. It's not all announcements, but I felt like right now is the perfect time in the series or in the, in the message right now to welcome up a, a few individuals. We'll go one at a time, but 
we just want to share our heart and our vision for a couple different areas in church. Do you guys mind? Is that good? Fantastic. Pastor Adrian, would you come join me up here? Make some noise, Pastor Adrian. All right, awesome. I wanted to take a minute to talk about our cruise that we do here at TakeOver. Um, at TakeOver, we do life together, and we meet on Sundays, but as everybody knows, we also meet midweek. Every Wednesday, there is some kind of church function. Um, we are either having a team night where all of our volunteer members get together and we do community. We often do worship and prayer, and um, sometimes we go do like cleaning parks and outreach in our city, and that's really awesome. Um, it's really important to who we are to be connected and to be family. So I also said earlier, like uh, Jane said, that almost everybody who attends TakeOver is a volunteer here. Like everyone is serving, which is like not the way that it usually is. So I, I think that we're just being primed for, for the future and for the vision that God has for us. And I know that that was upsetting and hard that we didn't get into the building that we thought we would be in this Sunday, but I honestly think that it's so that God would have the glory tomorrow when you get the keys, if you get the keys tomorrow. Um, so I, I really do think that that is awesome. The other Wednesdays that are not team nights are currently being used for our men's and our women's ministry, the dude crew and the babe crew. Um, crews get together um, at, at someone's home doing life and encouraging one another in love. Our goal is for deeper relationships to be formed, for people who potentially are untethered in this world to become anchored and surrounded by thriving people. And uh, you'll absolutely find that in both our babe crew and our dude crew. Our dream is that the men and women's ministry will meet once a month in a larger venue as we continue to grow. We want it to get so big that it can't be contained in a person's house anymore. And um, we want that to be a full service because we, would, we see the need to equip and empower men and women of this generation with truth and freedom that God has for them through, the serv through a service and completely dedicate that time to them, those individually. We also want to see life crews begin to take place throughout the week, all throughout our city, where a variety of groups will meet, not limited to just the, the ladies and the dudes, but married groups, co-ed groups, neighborhood groups, hobby and interest groups, where we meet midweek around the name of Jesus, go through a study for uh, over Sunday's message, and most importantly, do life together. Loneliness is plaguing this generation, and it's our hope that through life, cru life crews that loneliness dies in community and family thrive. And in Matthew 12, 48, it said, Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And then he pointed to his disciples and he said, look, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. And that to me is just so perfect for what we have here because um, we are family. And it is about the family that you choose. It's not just the family that you're born to or that you're given. And... Um, we just renewed our vows a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, <laughs> and many of you were there because you're family, and that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're striving for. Yeah. Fantastic. And then, Dave, even uh, Pastor Adrian, we gotta be formal here. Um, will you stay with me? Um, Pastor Kelsey, maybe you don't know, um, maybe you've been new to the church in the last few months, but Kelsey Vining is our city outreach pastor here. She's incredible, and uh, so if you're new, maybe you haven't seen her around doing cool things because she's been having a baby and a little clay because he's a legend, but she is back in action, and she cannot wait to tell you her heart for outreach in this city. Would you make some noise for Pastor Kelsey? Come on. 
Thanks, Matt. Um, so as we pray today and as we pray a lot of different Sundays, we ask the Lord that Takeover desires to be a multicultural, multi-generational, and multi-ethnic church. So what does that mean for us? What does that diversity mean for us? Um, and I'm going to read a scripture to kind of point us in that direction um, from Revelation. John writes, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. It's an amazing, amazing verse. Um, what, what is the picture of heaven? Um, and so we're creating heaven here on earth through our congregation. Um, and there's some few thi a few things that I want to talk about that we have done already to foster diversity um, and to establish, you know, some awesome outreach opportunities here at Takeover. One of those that was the most important to me and the, the biggest piece is our heart for hospitality. I think that anybody new who has walked in our doors has felt overwhelmingly loved. They've felt cherished. They've been fed. They've been taken care of. They've been hugged. They've been invited to be sat with um, so they're not sitting alone. We have an incredible heart for hospitality, and that is only something that is going to grow and flourish as we, um, as we multiply. Um, another thing that we've done intentionally was we've planted ourselves physically in a diverse neighborhood where many colors and cultures are represented. So it's not um, by happenstance that we're here in the Boston Square neighborhood, that we're over in Burton Heights, going to be over Burton Heights, you know, really pretty much Boston Square um, as well. We want to be in a diverse space. Um, that's very important to us. Um, we've also done things like partnering with local elementary schools, specifically River City Scholars. We've done events, drives, volunteering. Um, directly with those kids, which just shows the fact that we care about the families that are physically in our neighborhood, um, and we want to show them the love of Jesus. Um, another thing that Matt and Adrienne have been doing is attending the Oakdale Neighborhood Meetings um, to get to know their physical neighbors as well as the organizations and other congregations that are in this pocket, um, which is really, really important so that we know what are other congregations doing, what are our neighbors doing, what can we be praying about. Um, that has become really, really important and will continue to be as we grow. And then the last thing I have is what we have done is we've also, Adrian mentioned, we've been present in parks surrounding neighbor and our neighborhoods and made them a better place for all people. We've gone and had events and offered food to the kids running around. We've cleaned up a couple different parks a couple different times. Um, and that's just been really fun and to get out and be active in the summertime, but also it just simply makes our city a, a more beautiful place to be. So. Our heart for diversity going forward and things that we will be intentional about as we continue to grow, one of those being representation. I'm a social worker and I know the importance of what it means to have representation amongst um, a leadership group and in a congregation. So our core crew, we are all Caucasian people um, and we know that going forward that won't be the case. We're going to grow. God's going to bring us people. We're going to be intentional about searching out f for people um, that are of color, that are of different ethnicities, um, that are of different abilities um, for us to be able to foster that representation yeah. because we know that that means our leadership represents what our, we want our body to look like. Um, and so while we're not there yet and we want to recognize that and, and say, yep, we're not there yet, we're not there yet. Um, we're getting there. So 
Um, nonprofit partnership, it's another one close to my heart as a social worker. We are going to physically be in a nonprofit sewing back into um, the community and our rent will physically be going to sew back into the community, which is just incredible to me. And there's gonna be a lot of awesome uh, opportunities for partnership with Beth Bethany Christian Services who oversees the Center for Transformation. Um, they, they do a youth build program there where they do um, mentoring and um, work skills like Matt was mentioning, a lot of cool programs that we're just insanely excited about to be able to partner with those kids, mentor those kids that are getting their GED, that are getting certification so that they can go out into the workforce and be awesome, productive citizens of the city. Um, and then the last one that is also important um, and that I feel like we've shown already um, is conversation. Um, intentional about what conversations we're having. I'm gonna read this because I, I wanted to make sure this comes across clearly. Um, we commit to being a church that will have conversations about race and diversity and not shy away from difficult conversations. We understand that racism and prejudice of different kinds are alive and present, but by listening in love, speaking truth, and genuinely trying to understand those who do not look like us, we go stronger and God is truly glorified. When we have those conversations, they can be hard, they can be difficult. We've had some of them already. Um, and that that's what it is but we have become stronger as a family because of some of those things um, and we're just excited and looking forward to what that's going to mean and how we're going to impact our city um, and lastly let's let's not forget that our most powerful tool for outreach and growing in diversity isn't what we do here on a Sunday it's Monday through Saturday it's where we're working engaging with our coworkers and and our families it's it's what we're what we're doing Monday through Saturday day in and day out and how we are treating those that we come in contact with every day here in this neighborhood or whether we live out in Rockford um, all of those people are going to be coming to take over um, and so we're so excited for what that's going to mean um, and lastly, as the takeover saying goes, Jesus is our message, people are our heart. Um, we have a huge heart for people, and we know that that is going to be such an amazing, amazing thing that God is gonna grow um, as we grow in diversity and grow um, and all of those things. So, thanks so much. Oh, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey, if you can, can you hang, can you hang, can you hang for a minute? You coming often? Coming often? you hang for a minute, uh, as well as our incredible worship pastor, Rusty, has a thought that he would like to share with you as well. Would you make some noise for Pastor Rusty? Come on. Okay, I'm going to try to be brief because, as you know from seeing my dad preach, uh, brevity is not a gift that our family inherited, so. Oh. I'm just kidding. I preached way longer than he did when I preached, so. Um. Uh, gosh, I have so much to say about worship. I love worship here. Um, I just want to start out by taking a minute to celebrate with everybody the worship culture that we already have. Because, yes, I definitely want to big up my whole crew. Can we make some noise for worship crew? But I also want to take a minute to celebrate you guys. Because y'all are part of the worship culture here at TakeOver. I don't know if you know that, but you are. I, I jokingly, I tell Mikey, Mikey's been hanging out with worship crew and praying before service. He has a heart for worship that's like amazing and like busting out. And I said, Mikey's kind of like a worship crew influencer. Yeah. Uh, like, you know how they have like Instagram influencers and they go around and post about stuff and it gets people hyped? Uh, we strategically position him in the <laughs> congregation to influence the worship culture. But um, 
that's also actually something that I want to be really intentional about in the future. Um, I might ask some of you to uh, hang out with me and talk about worship because I may use you as influencers in the future. But um, so I want to celebrate that. But I also, in preparing for this, was pretty blown away by gathering some data. I'm not a g data person usually. Um, I don't have a mind for numbers, but. Um, I gathered a lot of very interesting data, and I want to share with you guys some things to celebrate since February of 2018 that we've accomplished as a worship crew. Um, and I, you may not even realize this, but since February 2018, we've implemented 14 original takeover worship songs in service, <laughs> which is huge. I can't say I've ever been to a church like that. Um, and many of those are, are halfway decent, and we keep them around. But... Um, some of them, you know, you, you, you put it back to the drawing board, and then hopefully you'll come back in the future. Um, also, since February of 2018, our overall song repertoire um, as a crew has been, I lost count, at around 90 songs. Um, but probably, legitimately, we have a, around 100 songs in our worship song repertoire. And I think that's really amazing, too. Um, and in doing so, um, since February 2018, we've also had 21 different people be a part of leading worship here in this church. And they played 10, 10 different instruments. So we have 10 instruments represented, 21 different people who've led worship. I think that that's just like amazing, the amount of gifts that God has given to us as a church that we've never gone lacking for, for servants in the worship crew. So I, I just can't even believe that. Um, and then lastly, um, a creative goal, we were able to put a single out. It's called Hope to Hope. It's one of our songs that we sing here. It's on Spotify, and um, it's on many other streaming platforms. But honestly, like, just that alone right there is, like, those four things, those are things that I've never seen at any church I've, I've led worship at. Like, that's amazing. Um, and when you look around at what we have, like, we don't, technically have a lot, like in terms of resources, uh, tools, we don't even have monitors today, like we don't even, we're just believing in faith that what you guys are hearing is great, so um, I think that that's really amazing, and I think that when the Lord sees fit to dump all the resources from heaven on us, this place is just going to be like, you won't be able to keep the roof on, so I'm really excited about that. <coughs> today is Vision Sunday, and I want to talk about looking forward um, what worship culture is going to be like. When I spoke at our interest party back in 2017, I said that um, I committed to being a worship pastor who doesn't settle. I committed to always growing in my understanding of what worship means and how the Lord seeks to use that in our lives. And I think so far, we've done a really good job here at not resting on our laurels, not sticking with a process just because it works, but always pushing ourselves forward creatively, spiritually, to, to dive into this vast and endless stream that is the Holy Spirit, to like understand a little bit more every time we pick up an instrument or sing a song, like the power of what worship is and how it can influence um, our world. And so... Going forward, um, we're going to continue that, and I have a few very intentional ways um, that we're going to do that. We're going to begin by first and foremost celebrating the things that heaven gets excited about. Um, we just read, Kelsey just read that passage um, from Revelation about every tribe, every language, every people group, and every race, and I think that um, 
you continue reading in the book of Revelation, there's a lot of powerful worship moments where you get to see what heaven is actually singing about and what they're actually celebrating. And they celebrate the fact that God is bringing people from all the ends of the earth to come together as one because diversity is God's heart and because God himself is in community with himself diverse. And um, that is something that we will constantly celebrate in worship. We will also celebrate the fact that worthy is the lamb who is seated on the throne to receive glory, honor, and power forever and ever. That he is the one who was and is and is to come. We will declare these promises, we will declare these truths over this place every time we get together. Certainly we're going to engage when we're struggling. We're going to sing there's another in the fire. We're going to get behind meeting people where they're at, but we're going to meet them with the promises and the truths of scripture, and we're going to meet them with hope, and we're going to meet them by declaring the things that heaven's declaring over them, and we're going to own that ourselves. Um, something else I want us to be intentional about and am committing to as the worship pastor to first and foremost checking my heart on is um, worshiping in my own heart, uh, declaring those things over my own life. Like Kelsey was saying, Monday through Saturday, we aren't a church that just worships on Sunday. We aren't a people that believe in worship as an abstract com uh, construct that we engage in a formal setting like this, but that worship happens in the darkest moments of our lives on Monday through Saturday. It happens when we're faced with a reality that can sometimes be daunting. And we're gonna do it, we're gonna commit as a worship crew, every member of our team is gonna commit to disciplining ourselves to worship in those moments in our own personal lives so that we're not serving people from a place of emptiness, but we're serving people from a place of surplus because we've built up our spirits because we've taken the time to encourage ourselves throughout the week. And so we can come together as a family to just celebrate what the Lord's already doing. Yeah, um, we're going to focus on the fact that corporate worship is about relationship with God. I, kn I know that that seems like a given, <clears throat> but it's very easy when you have so many talented people around you to kind of just get lost in the hype and how much, how awesome everything is and to kind of make Sunday more about like selling a product or presenting an image. And don't get me wrong, this is a great product, uh, but I don't think it really needs that much promotion. I think it's something you just taste and see that the Lord is good. And um, yeah, so we're going to remember that first and foremost, worship is a conversation with God. It's engaging with him, and it's also looking around to see that there are other people around you doing the same thing. And then lastly, we're going to continue to grow creatively. We're going to continue to cultivate creativity. We have a lot of very talented people. We have a lot of excellent, excellent creative resources, and we're only gaining every day. Um, and every partnership that we form with the center, with other musicians in our city, with other worship pastors in our city, with other cultures um, of worship throughout um, this country, throughout our region. Um, we've built for ourselves a very large repertoire that includes a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different styles and a lot of different songwriters who are different races, different ages, different backgrounds. And um, part of cultivating creativity is welcoming all of these perspectives because the Lord has very specific gifts in this city that he wants to use for this time and this place. But ultimately, we're going to be stewards of our creativity and stewards of our gifts when it comes to the things we create. Because we also believe that while God 
God's heart for local churches is that each local church would be met with worship that ministers to them and to their context. But also they are given that context so that what we do here will flow out to the rest of the world because God is using Takeover Church to, 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 to build a platform for sharing what he's done in our lives with people in our city at large, in our state, in our region, and in our world overall. So what happens in here with, with the creative gifts that we have, God will take that and multiply it. He's already done it. He's already brought us so many different voices, so many different talents, so many different songs, and he's taken the little bit that we gave him and just like blew it up. And so I believe that as we continue to cultivate and develop more, he's just going to amplify that scale. He's just going to do something insane with takeover worship. And I believe all of you are a part of it. It's not just the people on the stage, but it's the way we engage worship. It's the spirit that people feel when they walk in that, like, this is a church that sees worship just as important as preaching and just as important as the words that people give are the way that we go to battle with our own spirits and with the spirits of darkness that want to take the power away from God's name. And we do that with worship. We break down every stronghold with worship. Amen? That's my heart for worship, and God bless you guys. Thank you for helping create the amazing worship culture we have. Can you guys just make, uh, give a noise for these three right here? Just make it up right now. You guys can go sit down. Stay, uh, stay ready, though. I'm going to need you in a minute. 60 seconds on the clock. I'm just kidding. It's at this time, though. I know, we're getting so formal tonight. It's at this time um, that I invite some more people um, up here because here at Takeover Church, uh, as the three of them have said so beautifully, um, I believe in, a, in the pipeline system. I believe in a pipe dream. I believe in raising up your own and so when it comes to diversifying leadership and, and diversifying church and all of these things um, and having uh, representation of our neighborhood in, in the church, we don't, we're not a church that hires out. Does that make sense? We're not going to go into another church or another city or another uh, state or another country and grab somebody who doesn't have our heart or DNA based off of Bible college degrees, whatever it is, wealth, money, whatever they have to offer. Like, we're not going to go and just get people um, because they're qualified. No, no, no. We're going to raise up our own people. We're going to raise up leaders and pastors and all of these people that are homegrown who already have our heart and already have our DNA. If you've never hired somebody before, culture is necessary. You have to have somebody who has your heart and has your dream and has your vision. And so in just a moment, what we're going to do as a church, we're going to welcome four new individuals of our church onto our pastoral staff. These are individuals that, uh, if you have any trust in Adrienne and I, I hope that you would trust them. 
because they have our utmost respect. They have our utmost belief. We see what qualifies them as a pastor, as, as leaders in the church. We see that in them. We've seen it grow. They have been obedient to the things that we've wanted them to read and listen to, and they have a hunger and a thirst for God and for this church to see themselves grow and to see this church grow and to see God actually take over Grand Rapids. And so we're really excited to welcome them on. And so if I could, could I have David and Jane Vining join me up here? Um, how you guys doing? You good? It's good to see you. I hope so. That's always the that's always the goal uh, of ordination. Dave's easy. That's why I'm trying to get everybody else. Um, yeah, your own son's throwing shots at you. What is going on? Um, and, and because of all the all the all the vinings on staff now, we're gonna change the uh, the church name to Vining Church. No I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> abide in the vine. You know, we're gonna base it off some scripture too. It's gonna be good. But um, <laughs> I almost love that idea. That's fantastic. Anyways. But Dave and Jane, um, I know this is, uh, do I have your permission to speak directly to Dave and Jane? Is that cool? Can that just happen in front of you? Um, you guys are fantastic, and you have been with us since the inception of Takeover Church. You were at our first interest party. I know Dave has, uh, you've preached a couple different times, and you've thrown some shade at me because I'm arrogant, and I think I'm going to take over things, and that's why you were at our first interest party. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. But I, I hope in that time he found out that I was not that arrogant. Uh, still on a journey. But we love you. And then since that inception, you have come along and you have served relentlessly and tirelessly. And you have given time and time again, not just time here, but time on Wednesdays, time in your own homes. And, and for Adrian and I specifically, I know that not only is our ministry better because of the two of you, our marriage is better because of the two of you. That since you came on board here, you have poured into us uh, for, as pastors and as leaders and as a husband and wife. You guys have been instrumental in, in, in making us who we are to this day over the last 18 months. And even back to, uh, what was it, Cottage Grove back at the Boys and Girls Club, oh, you were there long hours setting up things. Y'all don't know serving until you have set up 80-plus chairs in an auditorium that has nothing to do with having live music or preaching happening. Like, it's... It, it, you know, shout out to all the saints out there planting churches and gyms because it takes... It takes a lot. a lot, but in that time, you guys have just shown yourselves to be absolutely worthy uh, of, the, of not just the title pastor, because you can give that out like hotcakes. You know, everyone gets ordained these days, and you can go online, you can buy a card for $30 uh, that makes you able to do weddings. Like, this, 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 this word has lost its meaning, but you guys are the epitome of the meaning We've not only seen our own marriage thrive, we've seen other marriages thrive. We've not only seen single people thrive underneath your leadership, we have seen so many people be absolutely impacted by how much you give and how much you open yourselves up, the wisdom that you have. And so from this night forward, Dave and Jane Vining will be known as our people 
pastors here at Takeover Church. But you guys have to stay up here. Um, People's Pastors is, uh, is, is quite simple, really. Um, it's one of those rules that is uh, less seen and more heard about, where it's not just behind the scenes, it's just most of their ministry takes place outside of here, outside of the four walls of the church. Uh, Dave and Jane, some time ago, uh, starting with Adrian and I, um, they began our marriage ministry here at Takeover Church, and they began, and we were the lab rats, if you will, we were the test subjects, and I got to tell you, our marriage is strong, and we just thank you so much for everything you do and continue to do for us. But from this moment forward, officially, there is a marriage ministry here at Takeover Church that is open for confession. And it's open for rejuvenation. And it's open to see revival happen in marriages. And not just that, Dave and Jane will be going forward, as Adrian talked about earlier, Takeover Life Cruise. We don't want them to stay with the boys and babes crew. We'll have those, but they won't stay exclusively that. And we believe that Dave and Jane have a wealth of knowledge and wisdom in this area to, to cultivate that small group culture that we want to see here. Because here at Takeover Church, man, we're not interested in being another statistic that has churches that small groups just split and get in fights, and all of a sudden the whole church is divided and 50 people are leaving. We're not interested in that. We are interested in takeover life crews happening where people are doing battle together, celebrating victory together, and having life done together. And we believe underneath Dave and Jane that is just going to grow and that is just going to thrive. And so as, this, as church grows and goes and all these incredible things happen, our marriage ministry, if you're single and you want to talk about these kind of things, they're here for that too. They are incredible. They're here for some counseling, and they're also here to, to, to steward this flame that is Takeover Life Cruise so that boys and babes, they can, they can separate, and we can have co-eds, and we can have hobbies and interest groups, and we can have all these things taking place where people get together, and they dig into Sunday's message, and they dig into each other's lives, and they have fun, and they celebrate, and they laugh, and they gather around the name of Jesus. Does that sound good? So can you welcome Dave and Jane Vining? Come on. No, you guys have to stay. You have to stay. You have to stay. You're not allowed. Uh, you work for me. So, um, no, I'm kidding. Um, here at Takeover Church, we say we work together. We work with one another. Um, we all have specific roles that have been given to us. Uh, we believe by God through the Holy Spirit. And um, it's awesome. It's awesome. And so next... Um, I should have made that joke, my bad. Um, but next, I would like to welcome one Lexis Jones to the stage. Could you make some noise for Lexi? <laughs> Much like Rusty and Nikki in the back, she has a fake name. Uh, her actual name is Lexis, like the car. Um, but we know that you are more valuable than that. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. um, but Lexi is incredible. And again, I'm going to speak to her for just a moment in front of you guys. But... Um, you're incredible, and if you guys haven't met Lexi yet, get to know Lexi. She's usually off. We got Justin in there tonight, but she is 
usually off just loving on, stewarding, challenging, pouring into everything that she has through creative ways and biblical ways and all these things into the young people of Takeover Church. We are not a church that says, you know what, we got a babysitter's club down the hallway. Why don't you just tuck your kids in there and come hang out with the adults? That's not what, that's not what Takeover Kids is about. Takeover Kids is about growing the next generation of church leaders, the next generation of Christians who are going to take on this city after we're gone. We, we want to take over the church. We want the staff. We want the leaders. We want the serve crews. We want the people who are giving their all in this church. 50 years from now, we want them being the kids that are being homegrown right over there. And we, Adrian and myself, we believe that Lexi is that perfect individual to lead up the charge. Simply because of this. 18 months ago, we started Takeover Church. And Lexi has, if she wasn't here day one, she was here a couple weeks afterwards. When there wasn't a role available, when there wasn't a job available, when there wasn't a paycheck available, when there wasn't even a need to have takeover kids, because takeover is awesome and we do things so different, that we had like 18 to 30 going on, and then randomly we had 50 and up, and we had nobody with kids for the longest time. And now God's finally bringing those uh, younger people in, and, and it's awesome, and we're having those young kids. And, and so before there was ever even a need at takeover church, here was Lexi hungry to learn about leadership. She was already going to college for it, not that that's a qualifier here, but she was hungry. She was hungry to see church grow. She was, for Adrienne and I, the people that we bring on staff, the people that we raise up, are the people who aren't just making noise for Jesus on Sundays, but are making noise for Jesus Saturday through Monday. They're the people who are, that's not a very long time, Monday through Saturday. I realized what I just said. I was like, wait, that's like three days. Um, but she's absolutely incredible, and we have the utmost belief that not only is she qualified with biblical and head knowledge and creativity and all of these things that we want to see uh, happen and take over kids, we believe that this is simply the beginning. Not that we teach, not that we uh, treat any, we don't treat any role in church as a stepping stone for another role. Like, she's not just going to do kids, accomplish that, and move on to something else. But no matter what God calls her to in the future, we believe that Takeover Kids is just the beginning. She's going to grow. She's going to learn so much. And we're going to see a generation in this church that are young, that love Jesus, that want to have those conversations, even at preschool, even at elementary. They want to get excited about what God is doing here in Grand Rapids. And we believe that's going to begin with Lexi Jones. Can you make some noise? And so Lexi Jones is our children's ministry pastor, but for, you know, we just want to call her the kids pastor because she's awesome. That's just a lot to say. That's a mouthful. But yes, Lexi, welcome to the team, girl. You deserve it. You're the bomb. You're the bomb. Last, but certainly not least, um, and yes, I did turn the lights off earlier simply so we could see how cool that video was. Um, in the new space, it's going to be so much more awesome. I, I got to tell you, it, it's fantastic. It, it, it's a different vibe. It's a different room. It's our vibe. It's our room. It's awesome. And I'm just super excited about it. I just got to tell you that. We'll get to that in a second. But right now, would you guys welcome to the platform Scott Fletcher? Did somebody just say mask off? Oh my gosh. Um, punch your ex roommate and best friend for me uh, following this. Um, I think I've said it a couple times. I think I've said it a couple times. Um, 
But Scott, for me, has been the example of a brother that sticks closer than a friend, um, that we read about Jesus being. That he came along uh, in a time, and there was other there was other guys as well, but but very few have decided to pick up the phone and call me, pick up the phone and text me and ask me how I am. Understanding that ministry is hard, dealing with people is hard. I love y'all, but sometimes y'all are hard. But it's okay because we're gonna get through it together and we're gonna see victory. But but sometimes you know pastors are people too, and. I need somebody to check in on me, ask how my relationship is with Jesus, ask how I'm doing, how Adrian and I are doing. And, and, and Scott has been that. Um, through, through the wintertime in this past, um, this past summer period as well, Scott has stepped up in so many ways. He's already serving as one of our core uh, team members, which a core team here at church is simply another name for our board. I just think board and elders and all that stuff, that, that's just, that's a washed name. It's so annoying and people have like a negative connotation, but this is a core. These are the people who God has brought alongside us to speak hope and vision and clarity and direction and add to the dream that is takeover church. And Scott has certainly done that. Um, in the wintertime, he preached his very first message ever here at Takeover Church, and he knocked it out the park, killed it, killed it. In that time, he, uh, he got married. What up, Shani? How you doing? Got married. He liked it, so put a ring on it all the way in Australia, and then brought her here, got it through customs just fine. And uh, that, was an, that was an awesome joke that none of you give it up for. But, but, um, but at that time... Scott, he stepped in, and, and, and Rusty and Kelsey, they had a baby, and, and, and they had some stuff going on there personally, and, and so they were kind of uh, still with us, obviously, but their, their attention and their care was needed elsewhere, rightfully so, but it was in that time where other people stepped up to the plate, and they didn't just step up to the plate. They knocked it out. It was amazing, and Scott was one of those guys. Scott came alongside, and he just had these ideas, and he was growing, and he was thriving. He was another one that was reading and listening to what I was asking him to do. And from night one, he came in here, and I knew you were destined to help lead this church. I knew that God had a call on your life like none other. But if I got hit by a bus, things would be okay because Scott Fletcher's here. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's funny, you, you think I'm joking, but seriously, uh, first night, there's a video out there, probably many times, because we use we, we, we footage here a lot, but there's a moment where Scott, you can just see him, there's like, people are not knowing what to do with, with the worship team that we have here, and, and it's just all brand new, and here is Scott, he's just in the back, because he's huge, you can see him, and his hand just pops up at the right moment on the beat, and I've reused it a thousand times, and, and I've just known, I've known since night one, that you were supposed to be a part of this. So as every responsible pastor would do, I asked if you wanted to go have a cigar with me and talk about life. Um, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm an adult. I'm almost 20. Um, <laughs> but, Scott, I love you. Adrian and I believe in you. And while for you, you don't have a specific area that you will oversee, I know that as one of the associate pastors here at Takeover Church, we can lean on you. We can count on you. You will steward the vision that God has given us. You will speak hope into the dreams that he's given us. You will have your own dreams sprout up as you and Shani go, and you, you, you do more ministry here, and your marriage develops, and whatever God has for you, whatever else he has spoken over your life, I think I said it night one when you preached for the first time, but I am incredibly honored and privileged to watch the beginning of your ministry, your personal ministry start here at Takeover Church. So welcome, Scott Fletcher.
can I get Rusty and Kelsey and uh, Adrian to join me and um, Zach, who's another one of our core team members? Could you guys join us up here, please? We're just going to pray over these guys. Church, if you would just lift up your hand, extend a hand forward as we pray, and we, we install them in their pastoral leadership roles. Does that sound good? Yeah. Awesome. Father God, I just thank you so much for this night. God, I thank you that in the midst of technical issues and things going wrong and all of these things happening, God, you have set apart this night, not for distractions, but for appointment, God. And so we just thank you, Jesus, for the four of these people, God, these four young people, God. Because young Youth isn't an age here. Youth is a thirst. Youth is a hunger after the things of God, after what you have for us, King Jesus. And so I just thank you as we install the four of them, from Dave to Jane to Lexi to Scott here, God, as we install the four of them in the pastoral leadership here, God, we simply know the best is still yet to come. We know, God, that in these days and weeks and years ahead, God, this is a foundation that you can build upon, God, that when you you were saying you were fitting us in, God. You were started with us serving in the sound booth. You started with people serving in the in the hospitality crew. And you started people serving and just being on the rotation in kids, God. And as they were the foundation, God, and as they grew, you fitted them elsewhere. You fitted them in the new places, God. You spoke life into these dreams, God. And so we just thank you from this day forward that their ministry is just getting started, that the best days are still ahead of them, God. They're going to grow and thrive in wisdom and in knowledge of the things of the Lord, wisdom and knowledge of community, God, wisdom and knowledge of people, God. And I ask that from this moment forward, you would give each of them divine insight, God, not only how to, how to thrive in their roles, but how to grow their roles, God, to extend their temples, God. Give them more in their ministry. Bring people underneath them, God, so that they can oversee them, that they can pour what's inside of them into people underneath them, God, and we can have more little days running around, little Janes running around, little Scots running around, little Lexis running around, God. We want to see the gifts and the talents and the calls that you have placed and installed in every single one of them. We want to see them multiplied in our people who will take over church, God. So we just thank you for the days ahead. We thank you for the unity that is here in this room. And we thank you, God, that you are at the head of all of this. And it's this one takeover family. We say, amen. Can you make some noise for them again? Come on, one time. Oh, love you, too. I realized I didn't get no hugs in earlier. No, it's all good. Oh. Jane has got a headlock like every person I wrestled in high school. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dave hits you with that. Hey, I got to tell you, we're going to get rolling here, but I got to tell you how incredible it is that, um, God, we are overboard. Okay, I'm going to hit this real quick, but I got to tell you how incredible it is that as a 28-year-old man um, that I get to I get to bring, I don't take this lightly, but this is something that Adrian and I talk about lightly, uh, we talk about all the time, is that um, as a 28-year-old pastor, I have no business uh, bringing Dave Viming uh, on the staff here because it should be, if we're thinking about how it's always been done, no offense, Dave, it would be the older guy bringing the new young guy. But I take this as such an honor that the dream that was spoken to him at 11 years old, that he was called to be a pastor, that I get the responsibility and privilege, downright privilege and honor of bringing him on board. So I want to hit this quick because I know this was a lot, but it's still church, and we gotta we got to give you something to run home with. So are you ready for scripture? 
Come on. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 was a scripture that was in there. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here. Somebody say, I belong here. He is using us all, irrespective of how we got here, in what he is building. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. Now he is using you, fitting you in, brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all parts together. Come on. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God, all of us, into a temple in which God is quite at home. Come on, Jesus. And I love it because I love that piece of scripture. Uh, there's two scriptures I'm going to share with you tonight. That's one of them. And they have stuck with me for the last six months. I have wanted to preach on them before in different things. But God was like, no, this is for Vision Sunday. And so when Paul is preaching to the, uh, speaking to the church in Ephesus in this letter, he is saying to them, isn't it plain enough? Don't you see that every single one of you, God does not respect your past at all. He doesn't care about what you've done. He doesn't care about where you've been. He cares about where you are now and where he is taking you. He says, hey, irrespective of how you got here, he doesn't respect the road that led you here because he is blazing a trail with where you are going. He is redeeming your story. I love it because he is saying to this church, he is saying, it doesn't matter what you used to do. It doesn't matter how you used to worship. It doesn't matter whether you worship yourself or you worship this golden calf or you worship this guy or that guy or whoever it is. You now have the living God on the inside of you through Christ Jesus on the cross. You have a relationship with our God. So whatever brought you here isn't what's going to keep you here. What brought you here is going to be redeemed by where God is taking you from this moment forward. And if that's not good news to somebody, I don't know what is. Because I know what brought Matt McClure to the ministry, what brought Matt McClure to the church. And I'm so grateful that's not how he sees me. And I think it's incredible that he says he is fitting us in. You want to talk about vision? I want this to be clear enough. No matter what has happened over the last 18 months, no matter what was said over the last 18 months, no matter what we have done or we haven't done, what conversations we have or we haven't had, where we're going or where we're not going, the building move or we're, or we're staying here, whatever happens or whatever has happened, one simple truth remains the same. That takeover church is still and will always be a Jesus church. That for us, it is always only Jesus. As Kelsey said earlier, Jesus is our heart, and people are our message. We are still a home for anybody and everybody. We are still a place for everyone to come and meet and lay down their soul, quit fighting the fight by themselves, no matter what walk of life they have been, and take up the cross of Jesus, and when they do, they pick up the armor of Jesus as well, and they get to walk for it in their new life. Amen? We're a church that believes in authority. We believe in dominion. We believe that Christ didn't die on the cross to, to uh, remain, to leave us the same as he found us. But when Christ brings us into his family, he changes our DNA. He changes our last name. He gives us a ring, and he gives us a cloak, and he calls us his own. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago during your Dominion's uh, message. That here, when you come to know Jesus, you can choose your chains or you can choose your Father's robe. That is completely on you. 
But here at Takeover Church, we are going to be a church that is a house of liberation and freedom. There is no chain that cannot break underneath the name of Jesus. There is no background that cannot be redeemed under the name of Jesus. There is no place that you have come from that is too hot like hell that can keep you from Jesus. Amen? So I love this because I think it needs to be said real quick. Paul says he is fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone. As Christ Jesus is the cornerstone, we are the temple and the home in which he is building that God is quite at home. Paul says you are being fitted in. And I love it because he says fitting you in. Fitting you in. Fitting you in doesn't imply that it's done. Fitted in, God puts you in your place, your place that you would remain. That's a different story. No, no, no. Paul is speaking to the church in Ephesus, and I believe he's speaking to us tonight, that God is fitting you in. Our generation has this misconception. That just because you come to church, just because you come to know Jesus, that you should be, no matter your walk of life or your background, allowed to serve in every single capacity at Takeover Church or in church at large. That is simply not true. Because there are some of us, believe you me, if Matt McClure at 16 when he met Jesus was put on staff at a church, that thing would be burnt down, struck by lightning, everyone would leave offended because Matt was an idiot. Truth be told, met Jesus, had a lot of fire underneath my butt, and I was like, woo, let's go. But the fire underneath my butt, it wasn't wisdom, it wasn't Bible study, it wasn't doing life with people, it wasn't walking it out with them to see what it actually takes to be a pastor. And so for our generation, it kind of needs to be said because we want everybody to just have exclusive rights to being in leadership at a church. And that's simply not true because here's the thing. Paul says he's fitting you in. Where you start is not an end. Where you start is the first step towards your new beginning. Where, where he fits you in at first isn't where you will always remain. It is a starting point to where you will go. How many of you know that if you are growing with Jesus, the place that he starts you off serving in church or serving in the greater church as in the global church, I believe that not everybody's role here in this room is like an on-staff official capacity. I think some of us are called to reach our workplace. I think some of us are called to do a single mother's ministry. I think some of us have things that we are uniquely qualified and called to do that Matt McClure couldn't do. And if Matt McClure couldn't do what he's called you to do, then guess what? I'm not qualified for what God's called you to do. There is no shame in that. They're saying that, you know what? When you come to know Jesus and you come to this church... And you're, and you're walking out where you used to be and who you used to be and what you used to do, and you're, you're shedding that old skin, that old wine skin, and you're getting new wine made, and you are going and becoming like Jesus, serve around the host crew is a great place for you to get, for, for you to get involved, to catch the heart and the, and the culture and the spirit of Takeover Church. But how many of you know if you're growing with God, who he calls you to be day by day and who he is forming you into, that old place that you started and can't fit you, he has got to place you in a new place that fits you, that fits where you're at now. As you grow and you come and you're a part of this whole thing, and he instills those dreams and all that inside of you, as you grow and you steward what God has given you, he will take you to another level. Because I said, we have a pipe dream here. I believe that every person who serves at Takeover Church should be and could be one day on church staff. Why? Because I think people are called to ministry. I have a dream one day that we will be a church 
that we would have a hospital wing of our building. I don't know, this is huge. I know there's 40 people in here tonight. If that might be being generous, I know that's a huge thing. But one day, I want a hospital wing, part of church, where we have doctors in Grand Rapids doing one day of work, uh, one day of the week or work to pro bono for the people in our city that can't afford health care. As Adrienne says, we're going to be a church that is multicultural, multi-generational, and multi-ethnic. I believe in a church that we're going to have a car garage, and then two days a week we're going to have mechanics that are going out and serving single mothers who need their brakes changed and who need oil done and all these things. I believe in a church that has big dreams because I believe this church has got a big team. Is that an amen? Come on. I believe in that church, and I believe it starts with us all here. I believe in having a church like Brian and Bobby Houston in Hillsong, Australia. We're part of the Hillsong Network here, and it'd be remiss of me not to, to thank Hillsong for allowing us to be part of that, for co-signing what TakeOver is. But much like them, it's my dream that I could just eventually bring people on payroll simply to be at church. You might think that sounds crazy. But Brian sees something in people, and he goes, you know what? You just bring so much, I cannot afford to not have you here. You just bring something. You just have an energy about you. You're serving on the host team. You're serving on the worship team. You're here, and you're bringing people. I want to pay you just to be a fisher of men out in the city and to bring that same energy with you on Sundays. I have a dream, people, that this church will truly take over Grand Rapids. I believe that he is fitting all of us in. Does that sound good? And I believe where you start isn't where you will end. And you've got to know that a not yet with God is not a no. It's a not yet. It's a it will happen one day. Stick with it. When he gives you a not yet, it is not a proceed with caution. It is not a green light. It is a stop because if I gave you that role, if I gave you that place, if I gave you that authority, if I gave you that job, if I brought you into the place that I know I've called you to and you know I've called you to, right now where your character is, where your integrity is, where your walk with Jesus is, it would crush you and you would fall to the pressure of the enemy in that place. But if you wait... If you work this out with me, if you walk this out in the safety of the church where you can have your doubts and we can get you to a good place, where you can have your hangups and we can get you to overcome that, where you can have uh, whatever you're going through and you need breakthrough, we can get you that breakthrough eventually, this church is for the long haul. And it's my cause tonight that I want to see a church grow and thrive with the people in it reaching the people outside of it. Amen? Can I say one more scripture at you real quick? I know we're running late. Is that cool? Here it is, 2 Corinthians 4, 13 through 15. Mm. Yo, Nikki in the booth. Awesome. You were way ahead of me, girl. Appreciate you. This one has rattled my bones. This scripture has stuck to me like glue. Thank you, Clay. Shouting me down. I love it, man. I love it, man. This, this scripture, I don't know what it is, but it just echoes in the inside of me. It echoes what this church is, and I want you to get this. We're not keeping this quiet, right, Clay? We're not keeping this quiet, not on your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believed it, so I said it, we say what we believe, and what we believe is that the one who raised up the master Jesus will just as certainly raise up with you. 
alive, or raise us up with you alive. Every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. More and more grace, more and more people, and more and more praise. Come on, is that not good news? The reason that's been tattooed on my spirit the last six months is because I love that. More and more grace, more and more people, more and more praise. Come on, church. That is this new season that we'll be walking into when we go to Madison, 1530 Madison at the Transformation Center. And we'll begin having services at 1030 in the morning. Why 1030? Because 5 p.m.? It's been awesome, it's been real, it's good, but it's kind of just what's been available here at this space. We are blessed to have this space. We love it. We're going to leave it better than we found it. I believe we already have. But man, 1030, it's a little bit easier to invite your friends to. It's a little bit easier for kids to get ready for. It's a little bit easier to reach our city right where they are instead of asking them to try something that's entirely new. And so for us, we're going to encourage you guys. If we're going to a morning service, I need y'all to be bringing people. Because I want to see more and more grace, more and more people, more and more praise. And I love this because here's Paul, and he's writing to the church in Corinth. And we have talked about Corinth. Corinth is jacked up from the floor up. Corinth is crazy, okay? Corinth got a lot of things going on. Leadership is wild. People are wild. Ain't nobody stood in that thing. And Paul is writing to them. He's like, yo, we got to fix this. We got to get back to Jesus. Y'all are letting in this and that and everything else like that. We need to keep this thing Jesus-focused. This needs to be a Jesus church. Amen. And so in this scripture, here he is. He says, we're not keeping this quiet. Not on your life. Not on your life. Not on a man's life. Not on a lady's life. Not on a devil's life. Nobody's life. We are not keeping this quiet for nobody. And I love it. He is saying to this church, we're not going to keep this quiet because there are times on your journey as a Christian where God wants you to keep your hope quiet. Or not God. The enemy wants you to keep your hope quiet. There are times in this journey where people in your life would wish that you would just shut up about the dreams that God has given you because it ain't happening yet. There are people on this journey that can even be well-meaning Christians who will speak doubt into your dreams that God has given you. And they were just like, if you just shut up a little bit about it, would you just quit standing on so much scripture? Would you just quit believing every single thing that Jesus ever said? Would you just quit throwing that around? Would you just quit texting me and going, hey, you know what God's going to do is you know overcome. You can do this. I don't need that right now. There's going to be people that want you to be silent about what God is doing. And Paul is saying we can't be silent about Jesus. We can't be silent about God. And we can't be silent about this revival if it's going to come to pass. Amen? He says we're not keeping this quiet. Not on your life. And I love this piece of scripture. He says this. We say what we believe. And what we believe is that the one who raised up the master Jesus will just as certainly raise up with you alive. Every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. More and more grace, more and more people, more and more praise. I love that because here's the thing. If this church, you and I, not just the leadership, but you and I together, people listening on the podcast who aren't here tonight because they're disobeying the Lord and watching NFL. If you and I, it's true. We've had text messages. Still love you. Call me out. But if you and I, we got this revelation, if we got this understanding on the inside of us, every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. That when we want to be silent, 
when we don't feel like inviting people to church, when we don't feel like getting excited about what heaven is excited about, like what Rusty said earlier, when we don't feel like it, or we feel like the pressure of the world is caving and closing in on us, and our hope is distant, when we feel like just shutting our mouths and not speaking hope and speaking the promises of God, our Bible tells us that all God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. When we feel like being silent about those things, don't. Because if we can see from heaven's vantage point, everything can work out for our advantage. If we can begin to live from heaven's vantage, our lives will reflect advantage. I don't know about you, but I like having the advantage. I don't know about you, but I like knowing that when everything starts going on wrong in my life, I must be heading in the right direction. I don't know what happened in the church, but one day we just decided that, you know what? Turbulence can't be from God. Difficulty can't be from God. If it's hard, Jesus didn't call me to it. No way. Everything that Jesus went through was hard. The Spirit led him into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. What Jesus himself experienced, if he's the marker, which he is, the man we got to expect some turbulence, and you've got to expect some resistance, and you've got to expect some heat in your life. And when it comes on, when you feel like everything is just out of your control, rest assured, it's in his control. He has you in the palm of his hands, and he is not going to let you die in this season. If you can get heaven's vantage point, you would see that when resistance comes, you still have the advantage. And as we go into this new season, when we recognize that we have the advantage, worship team, you can make your way up here. When we have the advantage, we have the upper hand. There's not a devil in hell that can stop you. There's not a lie of man that can destroy your character. There's not a single thing on this earth that can bring down his church. The gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And his church isn't this organization. It's an organism made up of you and me. The gates of hell cannot stand against you. So don't bend a knee to it. Realize it's for your advantage, and it's going to work out for God's good and his glory and your good. And when that begins to happen, you can use that as fuel to move forward. You can use that to your advantage to keep pressing on. Because this new season of church is going to be difficult. We're going to a new time. And as silly as that is, Man, I really enjoyed sleeping until 10. Now I'm going to be preaching at 10. 10.30. But it's like, these are things that are going to be difficult. Suddenly, serve crew gets here a little bit earlier. Suddenly, a whole afternoon is available to us, and it means that we kind of have to rearrange our personal lives a little bit. Suddenly, we're going to feel a little bit of resistance, and we're going to feel like, is this thing even worth it? Because... What I signed on for was this 5 p.m. thing, and now they're asking me for this 8 a.m. thing. And it's like, am I getting out of it? And all of a sudden, the devil's going to start getting you to question what God's been doing the last 18 months in your life. But I know looking around this room, God has done a lot, a lot in people's lives in this room over the last 18 months. I'm not going to take credit for it because it's not about me. I am just a conduit. Adrian is just a conduit. We're just vessels here. What God has done in your life, it might have been, uh, he might have used men, but it was God. My own marriage has been made better. 
My own outreach has been made better. The things that we live and die for as Christians has been made better in my own life because of Takeover Church. And so when those thoughts pop up in your head, when he says it's coming for you and your marriage, you and your purity, all of the things you feel like there's this weight on you and there's too much being demanded of you, know. Know that it's for your advantage. Because I believe as we go into this new season, we're going to see more and more grace. And we're going to see more and more people. And we're going to lift up more and more praise. And it's going to take Christians getting beyond ourselves to see what God is doing in our city through us. Amen. So would you guys stand up with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed in this place. There's nobody looking around. There's nobody judging. I know we're running late, but please just 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 give people the give people the dignity of of, of having this moment with God. The whole reason that we do this, the whole reason church happens, isn't for cool catchphrases and awesome worship songs and for a cool culture or posting pictures on Instagram and things. The reason we put this church on, the reason we do this, is because we want to see dead people come alive. I want to see chained people set free. I want to see people living their life to the full. It's always been about Jesus, and it's always going to be about Jesus. Do we want to grow? Absolutely. Why? Because it's still about Jesus. Can it be Jesus about with just the 40 of us? No, because healthy things multiply. And I want to start that multiplication process right now. So if you're in this room, and maybe up until this point you've been a little bit skeptical of God, skeptical of Jesus, skeptical of Christianity or the church, maybe you've had some bad experiences, maybe you've had no experience, but this is your first time hearing about any of this. Because you've got to know one thing. This thing is always about Jesus. When we preach messages about you being equipped, it's to accomplish the cause of Christ that is over your life, the cause of Christ in this city. Everything we do here is about seeing people come alive. And so if you want to come alive right now, you want to give your life fully over to God, to being used by God, to awaken hope and love and a brighter future ahead of the people in this city, the people closest to you. If you want to be a hope dealer and you want to come alive tonight because you need that hope and you need that assurance that God is for you, then right now nobody's looking around, nobody's judging. If you want to meet this Jesus, you want to make him Lord and Savior of your life, right now, would you just put your hand up in the sky, just high enough and long enough so that I can see it and you can put it right back down. Awesome. Jesus, I just thank you so much for this night. I thank you, God, for everything that you are doing. God, I thank you for the vision that you've given us, Jesus. A vision to be a hot church, and honest, and open, and transparent. To 
being a church that is multicultural, multi-generational, multi-ethnic. For being a church that will be black, brown, tan, white, and even a few gingers mixed in. Because we want to be a church, Father God, that looks, that smells, that speaks and sounds like heaven. So God, as we make this the mountain that we're going to die on, the hill that we're going to come to you on, the place that we're going to stick our, store, our sword in the stand, and we're going to say, not today, devil. This city can still belong to God. And as God, as you, as you use us in this next season, God, we submit our hands and we submit our hands and our feet and we submit our ears and our eyes, God, holy unto you. We, su we submit our spirits, God. We submit our minds onto what you have for us, God. Use us in a greater way because there's no resistance on our end. Move freely in your people. God, we submit ourselves to you in this moment. We say, let the consecration begin. We say, let the sanctification begin. We want new faith. We want new hope. We want a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. We want fresh drive and energy, God. There is no time. There is no situation. There is no commitment that we will not lay down at the feet of Jesus and say, move us, God, towards what you have for this city. And Jesus, my name, the faithful church said.